good, good, good. Okay, I'm going to start the song right now. Yeah. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is this is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into our fearless beer review, then we get into our vinyl stuff, stuff we picked up, stuff we've been listening to. That leads into the songs of the week, and then we wrap it up with some new music and other happenings in the music world. If you didn't already know, my name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, please go to Spotify, give us five stars and five stars only. You can do also do that on Apple Podcasts. Uh, all the social media is at Asinine Radio. We even have a TikTok now, so get into that. We have a phone number you can call, leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. And we have a Discord server. If you want to join that, let us know. We'll send you the link. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for the boring intro. Oh. So let's jump right into our fearless beer review. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. I was I was taking a picture of my beer right now, but then I, I forgot the flash was on. And just ah, flashes so are just... Like shit. Yeah, fla- flashes are just no good. No good. Yeah, it never looks good. Unless you're like maybe in a cave and you need to like blind a, a monster that's hurt by light, <laughs> I guess, would work. I don't know. Pitch black. That would work, yes. I have a I have another uh, BJ's Brewhouse Beer Club beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which this one is this? This one is called, oh, this is a porter, but it's, it's, it's a robust porter brewed with cardamom and Colt M- Mezzanot coffee. I don't know what that is. Mezzanote? Mezzanote. Yeah. Mezzanote. Yeah. It's good. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> is, what that is. It's probably a type of coffee or something, or, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, this is a, uh, it's 7.5%, 7. 29 IBUs, but um, the cardamom is what I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested in, right? Because that's going to be, yeah. that's going to be something. something I've never heard of. Cardamom, I think Never that's like a, that. I think that's like a, like a, like an Indian thing, like like curry, like Indian curry. Oh, I think. really? No, I think. Really? Pretty sure. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna run with it. All right, that's fine. That's good. All right, so you have your BJ's beer. I have uh, something from uh, a local Orange County. Um, we called. You all right? Oh God! I just what smelled this one. That is nasty. Is it? <laughs> what does oh it smell like? God, that smells like fucking curry. Hold on. Oh, that sounds so fucking disgusting. Oh, dude, that smells bad. That is. Oh, I can't wait till you try it. I almost. I literally. So. I really almost threw up. <laughs> so um, yeah, this is from Golden Road Brewery. Um, they don't really have that many great beers, but you know, I thought, fuck it, this is fairly cheap. Uh, this is uh, called Ride On Ten Hop Hazy IPA. I've had some of their other Ride On beers. Um, they've been okay I, I, from what I remember, but this is one I haven't had yet. 7.5% uh, ABV. It doesn't tell me the IBUs, but it does say on here it contains wheat and milk. So that sounds really gross. Cool. We um, got just some fucking nasty yeah. all around. <laughs> and uh, it says the hops in here are Strata, Centennial, Chinook, CTZ, 
Idaho 7, Simcoe, and Motueka. Oh. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of hops in here. Um, I don't like the Idaho 7. That just sounds like very chemical and very... Uh, <laughs> it just sounds fucking weird, right? Like, doesn't that sound weird? Yeah, it's like it's like Red 5, right? Yeah, like Red Captain 5. Crunch yeah. makes, your, makes your testicles smaller, <laughs> people you say, remember? <laughs> oh, your sperm count. No, it, it reduces your sperm count. That's what oh, it was. Yeah. yeah, the Red 5, yeah. Fucking Idaho 7, Red 5. Sure. Idaho 7, yeah. I don't, that's weird. That's fucking weird. But uh, yeah, that's what I have. So uh, let, let's let's take a drink, take a sip, uh, give kisses beforehand, and let's let's get going. Okay, here we go. All right. So, what do you think of yours? Wow. Is it as bad as it smells? That's aggressive. That is strong. That is pungent. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I don't like cardamom. <laughs> is it actually like curry tasting? I mean, I don't, I don't like curry. I, I've only really smelled it. I tried a little bit once with Palmer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I, I mean, curry is disgusting. Honestly, well, you like curry worse because you ordered in when we were in well, Germany by accident. By accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, honestly, this doesn't taste as bad as it smells. Okay. It's it smells it smells like. Like, I'm, dude, almost like it smells like somebody made curry with coffee. That's what it smells like, and that smells that nasty. Sounds but so, it smells it sounds so gross. The hell was that noise? Oh, it was somebody. I was trying to switch apps. Who was talking? Oh, somebody on my phone. I was switching apps on my phone. So you're talking on the phone now? I'm not talking on the phone, but I'm trying to set up the, the music that we're going to be playing later. So someone's talking to you? Uh, nobody's talking to me. It well, was I just, just heard somebody talking. Playing. Well, oh, it was so an ad that so was playing because, so you're so because bored your pick you're of the week. Ads. Gotcha. No, because because your pick of the week is on YouTube. It's not on uh, on the Spotify's. So I got to sit through ads. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. It gets better. This this does gets it? better. It does. I mean, oh, it still smells really gross though. Yeah, but <laughs> if you don't if you don't smell in while you're kind of drinking it, but then you kind of mm-hmm. like breathe out your nose while it's in your mouth, swishing around a little bit. Get all those flavors in there. The cardamom, I have no fucking idea if cardamom is even like an Indian thing. We're just kind of, I'm just going with it. I'm just looking up while I'm talking. But <laughs> if you kind of just like let it sit in your mouth for a minute, like the flavors do get better. They kind of balance each other out a little bit with the with the coffee. And I really do like coffee a lot. And I like coffee porters a lot. And this this definitely does get better. This definitely okay. does get better. Uh, nothing about this sounds good. It's it's a stout. It's uh, curry smelling. It. It just sounds absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Okay. So cardamom, cardamom is it does look like it's it's used in like Indian curry, or or other like Scandinavian pastries. The fuck a Scandinavian pastry is? Slightly sweet. <laughs> quail is. Um, it's on the same family as 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 like uh, ginger and turmeric. Oh, ginger. Mm-hmm. Oh, ginger. Oh, ginger. But uh, I don't know. Maybe like. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like like cinnamon is another like really aggressive flavor. You know, like if you just have like straight cinnamon, like that's that's intense. Yeah, that's yeah, that's gross. <laughs> straight cinnamon. Have you ever done that before? Yeah, Taking a mouthful of cinnamon. We did it once at the at the house. We were doing. Oh, the, we uh, did. That's right. The cinnamon challenge. We did do the cinnamon challenge. Yeah, to see if you could like down a, a spoonful of cinnamon <laughs> in a minute or something. 
Yeah, we were one of those idiots that tried it. Yeah. Oh, right. dude, we tried that. We did the we did the cracker one. Remember the cracker one? We tried to eat Ryan. I think it was just Ryan that did the cracker one. I don't remember the cracker one. No. He just shoved a bunch of cracker in his mouth and tried to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It is so dumb. I think yeah. Honestly, I, th- I think I think the cardamom here. I'm getting more. I, I'm I'm leaning more towards like this being like a cinnamon. Like you you, you could probably substitute cinnamon for cardamom. Yeah, I think okay. I think recipes if that called for cardamom, I like saying the cardamoms too. I know you you've you've been saying it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not good though. But it's not bad. Okay, all right. So had to take another sip of mine. My um my ride on ten hop hazy IPA from Golden Road Brewery. This is actually not bad. Not bad at all. It's a uh, you can taste the the booze a little bit. It's kind of strong, which is weird because it's only seven and a half percent. It's not. It's not like a like a double or triple IPA, but definitely taste the booze in it. Booze in it, but it's kind of sweet. Um, I don't taste the milk, so that's nice. Although that's I do just, like that. Milk. Sounds fucking disgusting. Milk and, <laughs> and, and yeast, yeast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, this is actually this is pretty solid. I'm really surprised because, like I said, I don't really enjoy Golden Road Brewery too much. Their beer or the actual brewery itself. It's a shitty brewery. Um, wow. But uh, yeah, you know what? This is this is pretty good. Pretty solid. Um, so we have our, our world famous three point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer but give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So what would you give your cardamom beer? I I would do a, the, the maybe a one one point two five maybe. I will probably never drink this again. <laughs> okay, but That's fair. like if I was at BJ's, I, I'm always down to try any BJ's beer, no matter what it is. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah, I would never. But you I would get this as a sample. Again. You get it as a, as, a, as a sample. No, I'm not one of those guys that are like, can I try this one? Can I try this one? Just give me a fucking pint. Give me a oh, no, fucking I didn't, pint I didn't mean, of it. I didn't mean a, a sample. I meant a um a flight. A flight. That's oh yeah, I yeah. I would. I would do a flight. I would put this in a flight. I would. I, okay. I don't really. I don't really do flights. I just. I just rather have four beers. You're not a bitch. Is that why? I'm just saying. Calls me the season is all I can do. <laughs> yep, that's all you can do. I'll do. All I'll right, do 1.25. 1.25. All right, so. I'll give uh, my ride on ten op hazy IPA. I'll give this a, um, I'll, I'll give this a one point seven five because I'll never go back to it. It's definitely not not even like top fifty hazy IPAs, but it's uh it's it's drinkable. It is drinkable, but I would never have it again. So yeah, one point seven five for me on uh, on this ride on hazy IPA. So Raul didn't leave a comment or review for mine on on Beer Advocate. So did he leave anything for you? No. Nothing at all. Damn, Nothing. Man. This is, I mean, so, I don't think it's a new beer. I think BJ's have done this beer before because people have been checking it in for years. But I, I don't think you can get it unless you're doing like a competition type of thing or mm-hmm. now this beer club. Okay. Which I think is weird, but. Yeah, uh, I don't like the whole beer club thing. It's kind of it's kind of dumb. I, I, I love it. I want to be a part of the beer club. Dude, fucking like 30 bucks every two months you get... Minimum one free pizza, one free large pizza a month. You get one free appetizer a month, one free pizookie a month. Uh, you get like a six pack of just whatever fancy beers they're giving you. And you get unlimited upgrades from 16 to 22 ounce beers. And you get something else too that I forgot. Okay. It's a good that's deal. Really not, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not a bad deal. It's a good deal. Yeah. Oh, I just saw I just saw your picture on um, 
on untapped it my picture is almost identical to yours is it, it it's like identical oh, i didn't get so, a tag so that's it's that's interesting i tagged you yeah i tagged you i'm gonna have to open the app yeah i tagged you dummy oh yeah there she is yeah i posted on instagram too so we if you post it we it'd pretty pretty much be a duplicate post i mean but. they're they're similar mine looks a little bit better no fuck no it doesn't well you have a lot of white in the background eh i just eh. Yeah, I've seen better. It's so dumb. All right. Um, so, yeah, let's move on from the Fearless Beer Review. Let's get into the vinyl stuff, stuff we've uh, picked up, stuff we've listened to. Like I said, that leads into the songs of the week. So what do you got, Jeff? Go. Hmm. Uh, first things first. And Can I please start? That is this this band Earthless. Earthless. This is mm-hmm. uh, this is their third their third album, I think. Yeah, this is their third album. It's called From the Ages. And this one came out in 2013. And this is a band that I, I, I discovered through the vinyl stuffs, just getting into mm-hmm. more like like instrumental psych stoner rock stuff. And I, I think this is cool. I love it a lot. And then kind of doing some research on it because I've, I've mentioned them before. But the mm-hmm. guy that plays drums in the band was uh, from like like Rock from the Crypt, a couple other I don't know smaller bands that are kind of post hardcore pop punkish. Um, but this is like a, a, I don't want to say a super group cause these people are all not like in bands that are well known anyway, but it's, it's a bunch of guys that came together from other bands that just wanted to jam and they really do everything just kind of in one take and, and just kind of just do it live and then record it done and that's it. Okay. And it's fucking cool that this album has, it's, it's a, it's a double LP. The last song's 30 minutes, like 31 minutes. Jesus. And it's a jam, baby. It's it's a jam. <laughs> I like this song. I like the song that I chose. Um, it's not 30 minutes long. It's still like no, 15 it's minutes. It's but, 14 uh, minutes and 8 seconds, but okay. It kind of does some It kind of does some stuff. It gets a little faster at times. It gets a little slower. It gets a little chuggy. It gets a little sludgy. There's a lot of cool mm-hmm. things that happen here, and I don't know. It's cool. It's fun stuff. So I like it. Yeah, it's a solid song. The, the song you made me listen to, it, it was really good. I really, really dug it. I'd be, I'd be down to get the album if it was a reasonable price. I definitely would. This one, I bought this one at Nichols for like twenty twenty five ish. Okay, and it's That's colored. It's a colored um, vinyl. It's like this. It looks like the cover, which is like a vibrant kind of translucent orangish red. Mm-hmm. But it's cool, man. You turn this up a little bit, pretty good, pretty pretty <laughs> good. Especially uh, full volume, right? That's how you like to play your records. I no, I no 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 no. That's too loud. No, 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 no. That's too loud. If it's too loud, turn it down. If it's too loud, turn it down. That's what I always say. The next thing that I have here is this this album called Bound for Glory. This is a Woody Guthrie album. This is 1956. And this one, this album is, is a, just a bunch of songs from his, his, his like first kind of album, which is called Dust Bowl Ballads. And this has a lot of songs from that. And then also just has a bunch of other different recordings he did in the mid-40s. And this one has this guy named Will Greer doing these like, like brief spoken word extracts and then the beginning of the songs that are from like, like Woody Guthrie's writings. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of cool. It kind of gives more context to what he's singing about, what's happening at the time, what's going on in like politics and society. And I love it. I think this is so goddamn cool. I love Woody Guthrie. I love this folk stuff. And the song that I chose is this, uh, this Jesus song, but it's kind of cool. Cause it, it talks about, you know, Jesus was 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 killed because of his his kind of like progressive beliefs on on just a variety of topics, and it, it kind of the song kind of goes through like the motions of talking about 
if Jesus were alive today, he'd probably still get killed because the rich like to keep the poor down. And I don't know, it's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of insightful. Like a guy that wrote this in 1940. I didn't realize still, the song was that old. <laughs> still, still resonates. Yeah, man. Well, I think the song was recorded in the mid 40s, but he wrote it in 1940. But still, that, well, I know that's what I'm. But still, like it, it, it does sound old. But I didn't think it was that old. Like I thought maybe mid, early mid 60s. But yeah, not not 1940s. But this it's, song is fucking cool, man. The Jesus Christ song. Yeah, it's it's a rad song. I really really dug it. The the where'd yeah, you get this record at? It was just in in one of the that that big 2000 record lot that I bought. Oh, and I've been okay. I've been looking for his his first like album because it wasn't really like an album really because it's fucking 1940. Everything was was singles. Yeah, so like his first album is is called Dust Bowl Ballads, and that came out in 1940. And recorded like years prior to that, which is crazy. But I've been looking yeah. for that one for a while, and I never even heard of this one. But anytime I see Woody Guthrie, I I, I pick it up and listen to it because the guy is just—he's so iconic. He's so influential on so many different songwriters, and not just you know like Pete Seeger, Bob Dylan guys, but like Bruce Springsteen, dude, Phil Sturd, Joe Strummer. These guys are like they—they they worshipped Woody Guthrie, and the dude's fucking yeah. badass. Like just kind of—I don't know. A man of the people. <laughs> people thought he was a communist. He never said he was completely, but a lot of workers' rights. Oh, he, he was a he was he was a picketer all the time, and you know he's a cool guy. A lot of cool music. All right. No, I, I mean everything. The little bit I've heard from Woody Guthrie, I've I've really enjoyed. And like I said, this song was really cool. I really dug this one. Well, died young too. Died at like fifty. Was wasn't uh, like alcohol or something? Alcohol ha- abuse. Huntington's disease. What's Huntington's disease? I don't know, but he died of it. Now I'm curious. Let's see what Huntington's disease is. That's that's Huntington what he got. Beach. <laughs> Cause of that. living in Huntington Beach too long. Oh shit! It's a condition that stops parts of the brain working properly over time. So it probably like affects like your eating, swallowing, shit like that. Eventually, speech probably. Damn, that sucks. That that does suck, especially for a guy that like made a name for himself playing guitar and 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 singing like folk songs yeah and it says it's it's an inherited disease um it's not just something you get randomly and then it says it it could take up to 20 years to to finally kill you that's even worse wow that's terrible shit okay sad stuff then yeah 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 And it's kind of cool it came with like a like a booklet like a lyric booklet sheet that's Mm -hmm. you know fucking X amount of decades old, and I don't know. It's just cool to hold things so old. I know, right? It's in really Who knows how many times too. that's passed between people? I know we've talked about that before. Yeah, I just love that that thought. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool to think about. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then that leads into your song of the week, right? You got one more thing? Yeah, I do kind of have one more thing, but it kind of goes, it kind of coincides with my song of the week. So I, I bought, I bought a couple Iron Maiden stuffs at, at a local shop over here, and. There are two EPs. One is called Maiden Japan. So it's like Iron Maiden <laughs> in Japan, but just Made in Japan. Kind of a play on, yeah. on the, the Deep Purple album, Made in Japan. Yeah, I get it. I get it. And it's uh, it's cool. It's 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 only like three or four songs. You know, it's an EP. It's not that long. It's not that great. But I bought mine really cheap because it smelled like cigarette smoke. And then I, I eventually got rid of the cigarette smoke. So I, I was not going to pass. It was like $8. I was not going to pass it up. But... 
there's some like there's some cool stuff with the with the cover. The cover that most people see shows shows their guy. I think it's Eddie, their their yeah. their mascot, and he has like a samurai sword, and he's kind of like presenting it in a you know I'm gonna fight you time away. But in in an alternate cover that was only in I think Brazil or Venezuela, it shows your the the singer Paul Dian Dianio 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 yeah. It shows him and Eddie's holding the severed head of him. And oh. it's become like this crazy like collector's piece because obviously as soon as as soon as the record label saw that, they were like, No, that's not gonna happen. But they released <laughs> it either in Brazil or Venezuela, I can't remember. So you can buy them that have like the severed head on it, but they're hundreds of dollars. Damn, but, that'd be uh, so cool to have though. It would be cool to have. It looks I mean, it just it looks stupid. It's just as much just as, as dumb as, as a normal cover. But it's just kind of cool to think that like <laughs> they try to get one off on the record label and they're like, no, fuck no, you're not putting that out. <laughs> That's really cool though. But the I uh, didn't realize that the, the the EP was was that old. Like it was from the Diano era. Diano era. I think this was the last, the last thing or the first thing. Was he the first singer or the second singer? He was the first singer. And this is the last thing that he did because that's I why believe, they did it because right? he was he was he was leaving. Okay. Or he left, and they were all mad, so they did that. They're petty and stupid, but <laughs> wait. So who's sing- who's who's the singer on this one? Was this it Bruce? Is, no, this is Paul Dionio. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So this is the last thing that he did because I think the next next EP they put out, or the next thing they put out was uh, with Bruce Bruce Dickinson. I don't know. It's, I'm trying it's, to look it's not real that, quick. It's not um, that great. It's it's not anything cool. It has a really thin like papery sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's almost like an oh, air yeah. sleeve that that type of material. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But it's a, uh, I mean, it's a German pressing that I have, so it's, I don't know, it's kind of cool. I, I know. Oh, yeah. So, so, so Paul, Paul, Paul was the first singer. Yeah. yeah, Paul was the first singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he wasn't the first singer, but he was the first one to record music with the band. There you go. Mm. That's what it is. Mm. Um, mm. Anyway, mm. I forgot. I was going to ask you something too, but now I forgot. Damn it. Okay, so w- does this go into your uh, pick of the week? Yeah. So my pick of the week is another Iron Maiden song. Which is my favorite Iron Maiden song because I've I haven't been listening to this band that long, but goddamn, the song is so fucking good. But what's cool about this, about this, uh, this EP, it's just called Iron Maiden, and then it's called like Women in Uniform Special Live EP. And what's what's cool about this is the pressing that I have is German, and so yeah, I sent you a picture of the Discogs page. The pressing that I have is German, but all other pressings show a different cover. And the different cover is is this kind of like war looking thing that that mm-hmm. shows like a some, like a woman in uniform in like a like a outfit with like a gun in her hand, but I guess there was like there was still some some lingering effects of, of like war propaganda images like laws. Oh, so in Germany, yeah. They yeah. had to change the cover, so the cover that I have is the one specific to Germany. And I, I, like when I read about that, I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Like I really want this because that's awesome. That's- and then it has Phantom of the Opera live, which they played a little bit faster when it kicks in. And my God, it's so fucking good. This song is unreal. <laughs> it blows my mind great. every fucking time I hear it. Sometimes, though, I listening to this version of the song, I, I kind of made me realize like they they show off way too much. Oh yeah, they, like way too to the point where it, it, the song isn't that good. It's just oh, dude, they're it's, so it's, good at their their playing. They're so good at their instruments that they're all just trying to wink at the same time that's really what it is it's it's just a giant wink fest every it's, member down so to the drummer fast, dude. they're so fast it, it really it's just it's just steve harris and, and then uh, i don't know who plays the drums but it's really just yeah, them two kind of like 
like playing off each other and trying to like one up each other and, and, and trying to be like showmans because <laughs> like Dave Murray, the lead guitarist, he's fine. He's okay. Yeah, he's fine. He's, yeah. he's fine. But my God, dude, like this song rips, dude. This song is so fun. I like Paul Dan D Dionio's voice. I like the way he sings. I like when he note matches that. <laughs> I like that. I think it's just the right amount of goofy and kind of fun stuff in there, but also serious. I, I love this song. And then like, Tony, the our our neighbor's brother, he plays drums. He come he came over last weekend, and uh, this is one of the songs that like I was adamant about doing. Like I want to do this because I spent a lot of time learning most of it. And fuck, mm -hmm. man, when you play it, when you play it, like when you jam to it, it's just it's so goddamn fun. Especially so fun. when the bass player and the drummer have been doing it together for like fucking 30, 40 years because they they were in bands together in in oh, high school. Yeah, yeah. So they've been playing this song for I don't know they are. 30 years but god damn this song is a banger they play a little bit faster when it kicks in to the actual like music and it's uh it's good it's good stuffs all right well here's a little bit of the live version of phantom of the opera from the ep the live ep women in uniform here we go this is uh this is so cool phantom of the opera There's a little bit of Iron Maiden in the song Phantom of the Opera, the live version of Phantom of the Opera. It's good, man. It's fucking solid stuff. It really, really is. 
I, I'm just like entranced by this song. Every time I hear this, it's just, it, it, it does not, it has not lost any value since the first time I heard it. <laughs> it's so fucking goofy, though. Come on, man. <laughs> it's so, it's so over the top. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> playing this <laughs> so over the top. <laughs> See how this next song is called Fan Money Opera. <laughs> yeah dude even to name your song like phantom of the opera uh, like this is it's so it's so cliche and just so dumb like dude, this, you you have to make something so good to even for it to be like hold up you know what i mean because it's it's yeah yeah you can't name anything phantom of the opera there's, there's a market on that already and it's iconic and it's the best all right stuff. so is that all you got for for your pick and everything that's it all right so uh, I, I only I didn't have much time to listen to vinyl the last couple of weeks, uh, or at least new vinyl. Um, so I just have two things. Let's start with um, Aqua. I got the official repressing of this record uh, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Finally got around to listening to it. Um, and uh, this has a bonus track, the Didn't I song, which is a B-side from Aquarium. Oh, this is Aquarium, their first record from 1997. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and like I said, this has the um, the bonus track "Didn't I" at the very end, and it's just cool to have the the official pressing of this because I had a Russian bootleg, which is actually it wasn't a bad pressing at all. Uh, I did play them back to back, or at least the first song, the Happy Boys and Happy Girls song, and um, yeah, the the official pressings, it's it's better, definitely better than the, the bootleg better? version. It's I wouldn't say a lot better, but there's there is a difference. You could you could hear the difference, and it kind of sucks because the the bootleg I have is like is on this really cool yellow variant, and then the official one's a black, just a basic black pressing. But um, yeah, so I have I have a bootleg. If you want it, I'll sell it to you. But um, buy for yeah. five bucks. Well, I'm not gonna sell it for five bucks. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll sell it on OfferUp or something or Discogs. Who knows? Well, you probably can't sell it on Discogs. Can't sell on Discogs. But uh, yeah, anyway, if, if you haven't heard of Aqua, yes, you have, because you know the song Barbie Girl and everybody knows that song. Um, this first record, I love this record to death. I, I think it's the best pop record ever made. I don't care. And we talked about Aqua and this record in particular on an episode of the podcast. I think it was like two years ago. Maybe yeah. not even that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't, yeah. Actually, it might have been this last summer, now that I think about it. But it, it couldn't have been that long ago because we were still well into our collecting because you, you bought a Russian bootleg. Mm-hmm. Like in our early stages, like we never would have bought a Russian bootleg. It was it was last summer because it because I it was definitely before the whole Russia Ukraine thing started. So well, I mean, I, I was saying like when we first the started the, the stuff, we would never would have bought a Russian bootleg because we would have thought, like, yeah, oh, I'm only buying official stuff. But uh, that's true. That's true. This is a great fucking record. Get into it. Um, or just go listen to the episode of the podcast. I mean, we, I don't remember what you rated it, but it was probably wrong because you probably didn't rate it a perfect three out of three. I for sure did not rate it a perfect three out of three, but I gave it a high, I, g- I gave it high marks. I gave it high marks because it is, even though it, it, some of the songs kind of sound similar, but it is, mm-hmm. it is an iconic fucking pop album. And it's just, my God, it has with, withstood the test of time and just yeah. Barbie Girl alone. It's like that one is, of the <laughs> most popular pop songs of all time. It it truly is, from the Swedish group. Uh, who would have thought? You know, a Swedish group like this could have made such a iconic pop hit. While I was listening to the to it on Spotify and then like watching it, they had um, they had the lyrics and then below it they had like the story of the, the song. Oh really? 
and just like give random facts, but but I guess like they were the first or the only Swedes to ever have a a number one and number two song on Billboard at the same time. Oh shit! Damn, look at that. I know. I, I just thought that was kind of fucking cool. I was like, wow, dude, that is cool. Dominated for a minute there. <laughs> I had I w- it had to have been probably Barbie Girl and uh, Doctor Jones. Had to have been the. I think Doctor Jones is probably the second biggest hit. I don't. I don't think Lollipop was. That's a good that's, song, though. That's their oh, best man. song. It's a good one. It's not their best. My Oh My is the best song, but Lollipop is up there for sure. Yeah, My Oh My is the best song. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no. My Oh My, Dr. Jones, then Lollipop. That order. What the fuck? That's crazy. No way. Mm-hmm. I, no. The galloping horses in the beginning? <laughs> no, Lollipop uh, is for sure their their best song. Their only, their only truly, truly great song. Man, that is such a good song. I, I want. I've got to listen to this record again. It's so good. I'm the Candyman. Got me from Candyland. Do it when drops. Come on. Oh man, dude, this pressing sounds so nice. I I listened to this almost. I almost. I no, I didn't max out my speakers, but I got close, and it was loud, man. It it sounded so good. It's it, the low end on this record is excellent. I would it's say solid, solid stuff. I would say bring it over when you come over, but Sloan bought one, so. Oh, okay. We could just listen to Sloan's then. But it's annoying because when I was trying to get him to buy the Russian one, he's like, nah, I don't really like that album that much. A couple songs are really good, but I, I, I wouldn't buy it. And he <laughs> fucking bought it. <laughs> oh, he's such a knucklehead. But yeah, that's good. I was surprised at, at how quickly it got here from Russia, too, when I bought that bootleg. I got it in under a month, I think. Yeah, it was under a month. Just under a month I got that one. But yeah, that was, <laughs> uh, that was interesting. So... um yeah, so let's move on. So I got one more thing. I picked up this record from Gimme Gimme Records in uh, somewhere in L.A., some Gimme. L.A. town. Um, and this is Raised Fist, their third record from 2002. I'm good with my Raised Fist. I don't need anything else. I have Ignoring the Guidelines, and I have dedicate this song, this album, Dedication. That's the name of the record. Um, it's, it's, it's really just like the extension of Ignoring the Guidelines. It came out two years after that record. It's just as heavy and brutal and aggressive as ignoring the guidelines. So I'm good with it. This this is the last thing that they did that before they started to like transition into kind of slower songs and like heavier songs, which I don't feel like they do as well. Um this is only, just punching in transition. The face great. Only in transition. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But uh yeah, dedication, man. Or just raise fist in general. I mean you I think you and I can both agree they're they're one of the heaviest bands out there. I mean, yeah, they're not like this death metal, black metal heavy kind of thing, but the it's the it's how aggressive they sound that just makes them so goddamn heavy. And I I think they're so they're so cool for that. It's true. It's it's like you talk about hardcore punk, right? Like Black Flag is always going to be one of the ones people people mention. Mm-hmm. But God, dude, like you, you put damaged up against Raised Fist and. Dude, like Black Flag's <laughs> pop punk compared to Raised Fist. <laughs> I know, right? Give, I mean, give, this, give me, give me some more. Some more. <laughs> I got a six pack and nothing to do. <laughs> and then you get Raised Fist. It's just relentless. Like it does not stop. It's just <laughs> punch you in the pummeling you in the face. 
It's it's, it's so damn, fucking aggressive. From Swedes too. They're from Sweden too. Yeah, exactly. They are. They're yeah. all about you were like all Sweden this week. Look at that. I didn't even think about that shit. You're right. Dang. You're totally right. I'm this is this is um Swedish season, I guess, right? Sweet <laughs> Swedish season. <laughs> I should have I should have brought Millen Colin to the pod. You could have <laughs> I forgot Lars, from Sweden Lars too. Swedish too. He is Swedish, yeah. We could have done Metallica. Damn, dude, we could have gone full Swedish season. Dang. Damn, we really we really fucked that one up, didn't we? We did. Ah, shit. All right, so I'm going to play a little bit of the song uh, Killing Revenues from the band Race Fist. There you go, Killing Revenues from Raised Fist. And this isn't even like the most aggressive song on the record. This is like one of their, I wouldn't say slower songs, but there are a lot of slower moments in this song. God damn, dude. They they just know how to do like that stop and go, you know, where everybody stops at the same time and then just blows into the next <laughs> part. It's just, they're so goddamn good at it. Fuck, man. They're, they're truly an underrated hardcore band. 100%. They never get enough credit. Yeah, no, Man, I, I, so I, I totally agree. Even like, I mean, this is the first time I heard them was was in that Punkorama two thousand one. Yeah, and even that that Punkorama is just full of like pop punk music, really. <laughs> and even <laughs> like is, me, my, like, I, at that at that moment, right? What if like we were like thirteen, fourteen, listening to if that, that Punkorama yeah. when when Ray's Fist came on? I was just like, wow, this is this is fucked. <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. It's just like that that song. It's just that 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 kind of pick slide thing going in, and you're like, yeah. "What the fuck is this?" And then all of a sudden, it just like hits you so goddamn hard. It comes, it really comes out of nowhere. There's nothing on that that compilation that sounds like Race Fist. <laughs> it's such an outlier. Oh, it's so good. I l- have you listened to your Ignoring the Guidelines yet? Yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure you'll talk about it later. But I, I will. I will. Damn, Damn man, that's a good fucking record. Now. Yeah. No, it's it's yeah. No, I, I love it. I'm glad. I'm glad I got it. I don't. I don't know if I would pick up any more Raised Fist if I saw it like used. I I would, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm. I'm fine. But it was like what twenty bucks, right? I know it was super cheap. You can't. I, I mean, dedication was 
I think I paid 18 for it, and I think ignoring the guidelines was 20 or something like that. I mean, it was really, really cheap. And they only pressed, I think, 500 of each of them. So obviously they haven't sold well, um, which is unfortunate because they deserve, you know, they deserve better. But yeah, well, um, considering some of these other fucking iconic NoFX albums that have been selling by the thousands, the tens of thousands. Yeah. It's silly. It's really silly. So, um, yeah, that's all I got for the vinyls. My song of the week. Uh, let's wrap it up with some new music, other happenings in the music world. Really, there's only one new new song that was that we feel is worth talking about that came out this week, and that's Metallica. They put out a new song called Lux Eterna. Lux Eterna. And um, damn, dude, this song is fucking good. It's, it's good, right? And it's, I do want to play this song. I really want to play this song. It's cool. It's good. I listened to it a couple times. Drums kind of like well, whatever's for me. They kind of get a little of bit course. worse every listen, but it's yeah. uh, it's good. It's solid. I like it. It's surprising. I mean, they, I don't think they've done a song like this since uh, "Death of Magnetic" in two thousand eight, and then prior that to that, you know, "Justice for All" in nineteen eighty eight. But um, no, this, good, I, I like, think this song is excellent. It's a good throwback to what like Metallica fans want to hear, but it's also like it understands that you're never. It's never going to be the same, and yeah. this is. This is a this is a good song to kind of represent all of that. I like it. I totally agree with you. I feel like I feel like this is going to be like what Hardwired became because the the first single from Hardwired was the song Hardwired, but it it, it was very much in that more that that metal that eighties Metallica vein. But then when you listen to that entire record, it was a it was a mix of of the eighties and a little bit of the nineties. Um, so I'm thinking this is how the new record's going to sound, but they're just kind of teasing with this eighties style. But uh, yeah, Lux Eternal, man, I was. I was very pleasantly surprised and Metallica don't do that much. They don't really do that for me, um, you know, in recent years or they haven't done that for me in recent years. So um, let's play a little bit of Lux Eterna from the Metallicas.
damn, this song gets me so pumped. I think this song is so good. This song is so fucking good, man. Ah, the way the way James kind of like he does that kind of that '80s style kind of wail that when he when he yells Luxy Turner is just I love it, man. I love it. And then just going into that screaming guitar solo. This is this is such a rad Metallica song. Probably the best song they've done, and maybe since the '80s. Maybe since the '80s, this might be the best song they've done. I mean, except for obviously, Saint Anger. Well, of course. I mean, Saint Anger. That I mean, that that's a perfect album, right? Frantic, tick, 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 tock. I like Saint Anger. It's good. There, no, you don't. Don't be stupid. You get a pre-order we just this talked one? about this like a month ago. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I I actually listened to it again, not before, after that too, and before just now, and uh, I, I I I like it. It's solid. It's a fucking killer song, man. But like you said, it's never going to be as good as the 80s Metallica. I mean, it just it's just not going to happen. But this is think like, damn damn good. And I don't I don't expect it to be because I yeah. think they could make something that is as good as the 80s stuff, but but like why? Like they've already Yeah, what's cares? the point? Those first four records are are flawless. They're per- well not flawless, but they're perfect. So, uh, they, uh you know it's true. You even named the, those four records, you know, your top four Metallica. I, well, yeah, but, I mean, I wouldn't say they're all four perfect. <sighs> Man, you're you're exhausting. I didn't you're get just Justice exhausting. perfect scores. I think you gave it a perfect score. No. Uh, I think you did. No, 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 no. All right, well, I don't know. That, that's all I got for, for the new music. Do you have anything else? or Same What do you think? Anger. Song, I just every time I hear the songs from that record, I I can't believe that anybody let let that happen. <laughs> like nobody told them, no, this is bad. There's a lot of good things in Saint Anger, though. They're executed uh, kind of poorly, but there's a lot of ton- cool uh, stuffs in there. There are very they're cool. They're good small moments. Have you on that record? Have you seen? I I, I see it on Instagram. And uh, dude, Instagram knows me so well. It knows exactly what I like. Like I, I laugh constantly at these ads that it, that it shows me or these little videos. But it showed this kid, and he's playing. Uh, he was he was playing. What the fuck? Not Saint Anger. What's the first song off of off of Saint Anger? Frantic. frantic. Yeah. Yeah. He was playing frantic and, and on, on the drums. And instead of a, his kick drum, he had a, a keg, like a turned over. Oh, the beer keg. keg. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of a drumstick, he had a bat, like an aluminum bat. <laughs> <laughs> It was so perfect. Oh, Dude, that video I, is so funny. I watched it probably five, six times. I laughed so hard. That was so good. <laughs> it was it was really, really well done. <laughs> oh, it's a great video. Shit. Okay. Um <laughs> Good job, Instagram. Well, this, this is not a Metallica episode, but um yeah. I don't know. Do we have anything else? That's it, that's all. Alright, well thank you all for listening. You know the drill. Give us five stars, five stars only, and that's it. That's all. What is it?